when it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles, and the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby league. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is The Back Row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Look, this is The Back Row with AH, Chris and Rose. We're just three footy fans still gingerly nursing our origin hangovers. I'm AH Kaylee. Chris Gale hanging out down the street. How are you going? I love to hang with you, AH. Um, How am I going? I'm faced with a new philosophical question. I just got a little bit interested... And it was hard to get interested in that Canterbury versus Penrith game. <laughs> but just at the end, uh, poor old Craig Garvey was sent to the sin bin for throwing a punch. Mm. And my philosophical question I'm now wrangling with, does the 10 minutes hang over to the next game? Ah, well, I guess we'll, we'll find that out later in the show. And we'll let you know. Andrew Rose hanging on the telephone. Literally, uh, how are you going? Oh, g'day, guys. Huge fan of the show. <laughs> Great to be on. Long time, long time listener, first time caller. So for you yeah, at home, exactly. for you at home, Rose is the uh, the grounds DJ, the the home ground DJ for the Bulldogs. So uh, so he's out there. He's currently in an Uber on the way home from ANZ Stadium. So we're going to be chatting to him on the line, and then at some point he'll be here, and you know then our day will get an awful lot worse. Um, <laughs> look, tonight we're going to be chatting about Origin, of course. Uh, yesterday's Dragons game, I was there, I had a had a great time, and I reckon we'll force Rose to relive that Bulldogs game as well. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so stick around. The footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. That's right. I uh, had some mic problems before, but all back now. You can hear me. I'm so sorry that you can hear me. Um, look, that the the game before Bulldogs Panthers. That was a bit of a wash. Um, Bulldogs really didn't have a good one. Andrew Rose on the line from an Uber on the way back from the stadium because, of course, you're the home ground DJ for Bulldogs games. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Well, look, AH, I've never had to uh, rush out of a funeral before, but I imagine that's what it feels like. Uh, I was halfway down Parramatta Road. (laughs) There was blood (laughs) everywhere. I've been on the run ever since. (laughs) I was halfway down Parramatta Road and we passed KFC and I was tempted just to pull over and have a sorrow meal on the way here. (laughs) But uh, no, look, that was really rough for us. It didn't didn't start well and it definitely didn't end well. one interesting thing I, I thought the uh, Triple M team talked about at the end there is uh, the downfall of the dogs. We were missing Reynolds and Graham. Why don't they go at the Cowboys when JT's missing? We're just missing a couple of key players, guys. Relax. We'll get back. That's because the Cowboys won last night with no Thurston would be one yeah, comment that I would make. Yeah, the before, though, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, you idiot. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> did, did oh, you... look, it's a tough one. Did you not feel like there were just two ships passing in opposite directions? The SS Panther heading towards the eight and the SS Bulldog heading towards obscurity? Well, the one thing I will agree with the uh, call team is that uh, the Panthers have only gotten decisive victories against the low-ranking team so far. We've got, to, we've got to see them perform against the big teams before we declare them back officially. But there's no denying it. The Dogs are in a little bit of trouble. There's players out. There's players rumoured going everywhere and we're... Uh, Struggling to focus on the season, I think. And I tell you what, they were about to let me leave 10 minutes before the game ended because no one wanted to hear music at the end of that game. <laughs> well, look, speaking of the music there and, you know, being in trouble, a little bit of trouble off the field as well. What was the, uh, you, you had a, an order, a directive from up on high regarding your DJing, haven't you, honey? 
Oh, God, yes, I don't know why I just called you honey. <laughs> no, I love it. Haven't you, mate? Triple M. Sorry, I was just talking over you. Go again. <laughs> no, that's fine. That, no, you calling me honey makes me feel warm inside. Uh, look, uh, it happened uh, last game. It was The call came through the headset 10 minutes before the dogs ran out last game. Rose, we're going to need you to play Who Let the Dogs Out instead of Dogs of War. A decision had come from up high to go back to the Who Let the Dogs Out song. Uh, look, I, I've already said my piece about how much I don't enjoy that song, mm. but uh, it's definitely us going back to old habits on and off the field. Does this mean someone came up and knocked on your window and said, who let out, who let the dogs out? It's not easy well, to say firstly, that, you know. <laughs> firstly, I'm outside, so they would have knocked on my head, but no, no, it just came through the, through the headset. Look, this is the decision, you're doing it. So, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with the dogs, but... Uh, I, I really enjoyed Dogs of War. It got us fired up, and maybe we needed a bit of that firing up today. And how do you finish when you're down 30-odd points? Is it just sort of like Neil Young's acoustic catalogue or something like that? Or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Neil Young's Rick Rubin record. Yeah, I just, I just got everyone down with a bit of O'Mary uh, and, and got them at home. Look, no one was interested in getting... This is the tough thing about playing music for a rugby league team. If you're losing that hard in the last 20 minutes, there's nothing, nothing I can play, not even Bruno Mars will make those people dance right now. So, uh, look, everyone was in a state of uh, sorrow and a, a bit bummed out. And I think for the first time this season, we, I as a fan, realistically see the dogs not making the top eight. So I'm a little bit bummed about that. What about Sound of Silence? <laughs> the end. Yeah, disturbed. Like the disturbed version. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M. Uh, look, Rose, thanks for coming on the show. It's been lovely interviewing you. <laughs> Uh, Rose will be back in the studio very soon in an Uber on his way home from ANZ, ANZ Stadium. After this, of course, we're going to be talking Origin and we're going to be talking Origin and pubs and bolos and we want to hear from you the best place to watch Origin. Stick around. The back row with AH, Chris. No, Rose. No, Rose is... Uh, <laughs> Rose is on the phone in an Uber coming back from uh, ANZ Stadium where he was DJing for the Dogs home game. Um, incidentally, we have a podcast now. We're finally podcasted. So look up Yay. the Back Row Catch Up on iTunes and all good podcast podcasting apps. And really, we just really want you to do this because we want to beat the grill team in the ratings. Well, you do. Yeah, I, I think I'm happy to be behind the grill team. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, I think that's realistic that we could build the, the beat the grill team. Anyway, I don't know if you heard... But Wednesday was Origin, and it was a pretty good game. It was a classic. It was a classic game. Where were you watching it, Chris? Or were you watching it? Well, I buy into the NRL's vision that this game should go global. Mm -hmm. So at much personal expense, I did raise the idea here at Triple M, but they didn't seem to be that keen. I wanted to experience what Origin was like for somebody in an overseas market. So I flew to Denver, Colorado. Oh, that's good of you. That's nice. Yeah, because, you know, see how foreigners relate. Are they blues? Are they maroon? How do they feel? What sort of atmosphere will I get in a bar? Well, there's a couple of things I learned along the way that uh, underlined my mistakes, AH. Mm -hmm. First of all, the game was on at 4 a.m. in the morning. 4 a.m. in the morning. Yes, Colorado time. So, so I didn't time that too well. And also... And Denver, it's a lovely place, don't get me wrong, but they would never have a Keep Denver open campaign mm. like they do have the Keep Sydney open campaign here. Right. Primarily because Denver has never been open. I so see, it, yes. it, It's never <laughs> been open to be shut to now be reopened. It's pretty dead. So basically I was asleep. Rose, where did you watch it? Well, I watched it on my couch like I normally do, guys. Uh -huh. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because I'm walking in the studio. Oh, no. oh wow. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> have my mic on feeling. 
The man is wearing... It is on. Get on your bloody mic, dickhead. Oh, sorry. sorry. Hi, I'm here, guys. Hello. All right, so tell us about your origin experience, right? Uh, uh, well, uh, I, I watched it on the couch, uh, yelling at my television. That's my favourite way to watch State of Origin. Screaming at the television. It's really unexciting, I'll be honest with yeah. you. It's just watching footy, but I prefer to watch it that way. Can you yeah. tell I'm puffed? Yeah, we can tell uh, you're puffed. I just ran up the... I didn't run up the lift, but I ran through George <laughs> Street to get here. Well, look, I watched the game at a, at a local bolo, and i got to tell you, there's nothing better than a suburban bolo. Uh, drinks are cheap as piss, yep. but they're not piss, which is nice. <laughs> um, the, you know, classic Aussie bolo Chinese bistro that um, sells a meal, like, bigger than your head that you can't finish for, you know, $8.50. And it was great. When we got there, it was kind of... Um, uh, it was a bit subdued, you know, everyone was quiet, sitting down, it wasn't packed. And then that first try, everyone in the room was up. People were like almost cartwheeling. We were all that happy. But look, for you at home, we want to know where you watched Origin or where the best place is to watch Origin. We know you got some good tips. So uh, so let us know, one triple three five three. It sure is. And we were talking Origin and uh, and where we went to watch Origin. We want to hear from you what the, the best pub or venue or whatever in Sydney is to uh, to catch the game. Eddie from Sutherland rang in on one triple three five three. Now, Eddie, you watched it at home, but you're no stranger to the show. What did you do uh, to really enjoy it more? Well, there was this charismatic song that really lifted my mood and thought, you know what, the Blues are going to win this game, and that song was Sweet Caroline. Of course it was. <laughs> oh, no, it's this guy again. <laughs> hey, Eddie, how you doing, man? Good to have you back. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> so for you... Yeah, I, I had the Spotify playlist going, and sure enough, that Jeez. came up, and I, I had a bit of a cackle to myself, but you know what? It's just one of those songs, like I said, it gets the crowd going, it gets the energy pumping, and... Ugh. For sure. Enough, we got so for you at home, we uh, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how uh, Sydney Swans fans have started a petition to mm-hmm. stop playing Sweet Caroline um, at what is it quarter time or whatever second quarter second time. Qu- it's yeah. a dumb game. <laughs> um, and Ro- Rose was Rose was completely for it. Didn't like that song. And no. Eddie, you just roasted him. Eddie, do you also think the Bulldogs should come out to Who Let the Dogs Out? Well, the question is, like, the problem is it's who's not letting the Bulldogs out and clearly they've got to go back to the board and and find out... I, I feel like a nemesis is coming on with Eddie. Me and Eddie are going to have a real war going on in about six months, I reckon. <laughs> Eddie, we'll take you on as a we'll take you on as a consultant. And look, I was uh, <laughs> I made the mistake as I just revealed earlier of trying to watch Origin over in Colorado, which was a huge error. But I did go to see a Rockies game, which is the local baseball team. They got touched up by the Mariners, and I could hear they all got the what by the Mariners. They got touched up. It's a baseball <laughs> term, eh? It's a baseball okay. term. <laughs> and as the crowd was filtering out, I could hear them saying the problem was. No sweet Caroline played at the game. Well, once again, I've been touched up by Eddie. Eddie's yeah. touched me up twice now. I love Thanks. his work. Uh, this is Triple M. Thanks so much, Eddie. You're listening to Triple M with A.H. Chris and Rose. Uh, <laughs> what? All in the studio. It, all in it's the studio, like, It's like Rose, all new, isn't it? It's nice Rose to be here. Is, Rose has finally joined us. Um, yeah. yeah, look, yesterday, I had a really great day yesterday at the Dragons-Tigers game. Oh, did you uh, now? Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the win was good. To be honest, the game wasn't really that interesting because right. it was just smash after smash after smash. Um, kind of like my Friday night. Oh, okay, no, sorry, okay, it's a terrible okay. joke. Focus. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but, but it was sort of, it was extra fun for me because I, I got to go on a sort of, 
VIP Dragons experience, yeah. um, which was like, you know, of course, next week I'll be back in general admission where I belong. <laughs> but uh, me and my mate Morris, who is a Tigers fan, uh, so it was a bit of a rough day for him. We got to, to have this really great experience where we like, we got to go into the uh, the dressing sheds and like meet Sean Timmons and, um, nice. and go onto the field, which was really exciting. But we weren't allowed to step like over the sideline onto the actual field. But so, so of course, I just popped a foot over because, oh, you know, I'm rebel. just a, I'm a cheeky bloody larrikin. <laughs> You're such a rebel. <laughs> uh, and also got to be out there while the while the teams warmed up. Then went ooh la la mm. to the Dragons suite to like ooh. the Dragons box to watch it. Um, What's that like? Uh, very scaly. The Dragons box. No, no. <laughs> you get free drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I got free drinks. I got canapes. Ooh. It was like it was sick. I, I know this is really horrible to like brag about, but like I've I've never had anything like that in my life before, and I never nice. will again. So I might as well. But then uh, during the game, um, so like you and Aiken, Will Matthews, Drew Hutchison came up. Um, Ben Cray, mm. they all came up. So that was really really cool. Um, but yeah. So of course next week. Back to general admission. But uh, but thanks to the St. Georgia Laura Dragons for, for letting me come up from steerage to experience that. And, uh, and especially to Jack from the Dragons. You're a legend. Now, can I ask about your mate Morris? You said it was a tough day out for him mm. because he's a Tigers fan or because he had to go there with you, which... Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and by the way, Michael Cheekham from the Tigers has uh, got a bit of a tweak of the ankle. He was making a searing run down the sideline and he said, I don't know, there's just a strange divot just within the field of play. Right. It's got nothing to do with what you might have been just sticking with. Uh, yeah. Seriously, you can't follow the uh, rules, whoops. can you, Ace? <laughs> <laughs> Never. I see a rule, I break it. That's just me. But uh, look, also, I've got, I got to tell you, boys, I very nearly embarrassed myself up there. And, no. not, and not just because I was a pauper in a fancy suite. <laughs> I drank so much champagne. Well, it is free. I'm still feeling the consequences of it. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you. In, to use a rugby league phrase, uh, I'm feeling very uh, tired and emotional, shall we say. <laughs> champagne, AH. How rugby league of you? How's your head? Never had any complaints. <laughs> yeah! People! Rock and roll! <laughs> How good's John Bonham, eh? <laughs> Pretty good, eh? Pretty good, eh? He's not that good. He died a while ago. But <laughs> oh, oh, what an idiot. He was good when he was at live. <laughs> and young Jason, his son, does a good job tub thumping as well. Yeah. Uh, look, this is the back row on Sydney's Triple M, AH Chris and Rose. Um, we we want to know, where did you watch Origin? How was your night? Tell us your story, one triple three five three. because we, we all had some pretty... Pretty great nights. We want to know your situation. It's it's a beautiful tradition and it's a wild night every year. So mm. one triple three five three. Except me, I was in the morning. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Over in Denver, I, I got it. I got to tell you, I got real loose at the bolo. <laughs> Someone else who was quite loose had a. But the call team had a pretty loose one today. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what was going on there, but it was a wild, fun night. Let's ha- let's have a listen to just a little grab from that. And that is a remarkable Panthers try. Goodbye! 30 points to Dilla. And the kick will be for next to uh, Oh, well, I'd like to tell people what happened there, but I, I don't really know. Was, I think I was still laughing at Gordon's brow so joke. It, was a, it ended up being a kick, a kick across field. Peachy <laughs> got involved, and then Mitch Rain scored a try. Well done, Mitch. Well done, Mitch. Uh, look, boys, if you're listening now, in I don't know, in the car on the way home from the game or whatever, I mean, by the sounds of things, you maybe shouldn't be driving. But, uh, <laughs> give us a ring. We want to check in with you. We want to know that you're okay. No you knocks okay? to the head. Uh, was there something in the water at ANZ? Uh, and I guess really we just want to find out how we can get some of what you're having. <laughs> the back row on Sydney's Triple M. Um, 
We obviously don't laugh. At sorry, me. sorry. <laughs> My brain's still um, fried. Can't remember anyone's names. Your brain's still fried from that Bulldogs game, oh, is it, Rose? From working to driving, rushing here to sitting here, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, your life is so hard that you it have to is. come in and do your Triple M show. I know. Yeah. Anyway, look. So yeah, with Ah, Chris and Rose. <laughs> Of course, we have to keep banging on about Origin just for a little bit longer because what an incredible game, uh, potentially changing of the guard. New South Wales was the better team. Really exciting. Chris, do you want to sort of fill us in for anyone who maybe didn't watch it? Spoiler alert, New South Wales won. (laughs) Thanks, AH. I'd like to do that because we're already looking ahead and I think it's some 17 sleeps or something to Origin 2. And I mean, we can't reflect too much on the past, but we can learn from it. I didn't see the game, but my mate, Gay Trainer Neil, sent me a series of texts during the game. Sorry, we need to give some context for this. So your friend who is a trainer insists on being called gay trainer. He insists on being identified as gay trainer Neil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that because like, there's a straight trainer Neil in the same place? Yes. Yeah. I just love the, the idea that it sounds like he's, you know, he's, he's a trainer who is gay and wants to be called that. But yep. Is that like, or, or does he train people to be gay? Like, is he a gay, tra- <laughs> gay trainer? It's, like, an you know. it's an interesting concept, but it's definitely the former. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just call him GTN for short. GTN, cool. And even though I was fast asleep and I tried to remind him I was fast asleep, he kept uh, sending a flurry of texts as what was happening. And from this, we've learned what the messages are for the coaches going into Origin 2. To Laurie Daly, the genius of the short five minutes captain's run before the game, shorten it to three minutes for Origin 2, you'll win by 34 points. Laurie needs to stick to his fluids during the game. <laughs> Red, Red Bulls. Followed by post-game beers. Right. That screams rugby league coach to me. <laughs> um, he does have to find a way to explain the Hain Plane bit of nonsense when Jared jumped on the fence, which I think is just so risky and dangerous, right in front of the imported Blatchy's Blues, because that's going mm. to be on every wall in yep. the Queensland dressing room. Yeah. So he needs to explain. Also, it's not 2014, mate. You yeah. can't relive it. I love it. And so dangerous if he had fallen on one of those Blatchy's Blues smart wigs and <laughs> poked his eye or something on the antenna. Yeah. Now, nah, good on him, though. And, and, uh, and for game two, you can listen to Triple yeah. That's right. Imagine smart wig. How, how bad would it be for that person with the wig to lose that little tube coming out and not being able to listen to Triple M? <laughs> um, he needs to encourage the, the letters to keep coming. The letter from Nikita Fafita mm-hmm. to Andrew Fafita mm-hmm. sent him to a man of the match performance. So you've got mm-hmm. to keep those letters coming. But most importantly, he's got to keep Clemmer at the dogs. <laughs> because how is the Clemmer Woodsy bromance going to blossom and take us to origin glory if he's on his bike, which is rumoured in the papers today? Rumours. Okay, as far as Kevy Walters is concerned, my advice is to him on behalf of all New South Welsh people is to pick and stick. For God's sake, do not pick Billy Slater. That would be ridiculous. Mm. Sure, he had a, a beautiful game against the Newcastle Knights, Yep, but it was the Newcastle Knights. Okay. It means nothing. But if he does have to pick him, keep Corey Oates because Dane Gagai, I mean, he had a shocker. He I did. didn't think he played very well or get rid of him. He did. Um, please, please, please stick to the short dropout. If ever there was a turning point, that was it. So I think stick with that tactic, Kevy. Right. The, these are names you need to keep. Miles Thide, Guerra, Lilliman, Hess or Wallace, don't touch them. No, Do absolutely not. Touch them. not. <laughs> and look, most importantly, um, I want Kevy Walters to understand that it's far too late to bring Alfie Langer back from the UK <laughs> to turn this series around. That's the advice, what we learned, courtesy of GTN for Origin 2. Hey, look, so this is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. Uh, Something that's just come up on the tweet line uh, says here, Bulldogs fans calling on all Bulldogs fans to boycott the next home game versus the Dragons. Join us, hashtag Bulldogs boycott. If you know anything about that, if you know, uh, there's no link or anything, so I don't know what the deal is, but give us a call, 13353. We want to (sighs) know. 
This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. AH, Chris, Rose, we're having a great time. And look, just just before that last song, I noticed on our on our tweet line something came up saying that uh, uh, Bulldogs fans, someone's calling on all Bulldogs fans to boycott the next home game versus the Dragons. Um, hashtag Bulldogs boycott. Uh, and and we sort of we asked if you know anything about it, please give us a call. Mick from Concord has called in on one triple three five three. Mick, what's what's this about? What's the situation? Oh, good day, guys. Um, somebody's come up on the, the, the kennel, which is the Bulldogs Forum, straight after today's flogging, suggesting that the only way the club and perhaps Des Hasler might start listening to, you know, the fact that changes probably need to be made is, is the fans are just going to stay away and, until something happens that stops them serving up this rubbish week after week. Do you support the boycott, Mick? Um, no, look, look. I've been a fan of this club my whole life, so like 42 years, and, and I've rarely had a time in, in all that time when I've you know sort of felt really ashamed by the Bulldogs. I, I, I don't think a boycott really um, helps. I mean, if anything, the players need us to get behind them, but um, I, I probably do support the fact that something has to change. Mick, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Bulldogs fan as well, as you know, and this really, really boils my blood. This mm. makes me really angry because I was raised a Bulldogs fan and I was raised by a father who loves sports. And the most important thing he ever taught me about sport is that it's easy to support your team when they're winning. That's the easy yeah. side of it. When your team is down, that's when you need to be the loudest and the most supportive or they're not going to get out of it. The Kennel are some of the most devout fans we have, and I have a, a ton of respect for what they do in all the games, especially when we're playing well. But this is not the way to solve it, is to like walk away and tell everyone mm. to walk away. You've got to get there. You've got to scream louder. And when we're 30 points down, that's when you really show your support. Can you tell I'm getting mad here talking about this? Yeah. This really, um, this really makes me mad. Mate, I, I feel exactly the same way. My my Ooh. mum was born and bred in in Belmore, and ever since I was you know ankle high, it was the blue and white see your team, and it's just always been the case. And it's and as you say, it's a case of thick and thin support. But um, you know, when when you you can see that something's going awfully wrong, and and there doesn't seem to be any um, motivation from the coaching staff or whatever to to try some new combinations or whatever, then. You know, I'm not saying it questions your loyalty, but it, it, it is pretty frustrating to watch. Hey, look, Mick, it's Chris here. First of all, you're not 42. <laughs> you sound much younger. And uh, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who's 15th on the ladder, uh, looking at a team at the lofty heights of 13th, and I think you're speaking very, very sensibly. My only concern is, based on the crowd numbers and what I could see on the screen today at ANZ, you sure the boycott hasn't already started? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, well done. But but the other, I mean the other key thing about the you know why a boycott apart from you know not supporting your team it's not a great idea is the fact that with the uh, the contract for teams who play at ANZ the crowd numbers don't matter they get the same cash. Exactly. Um, you know it's really if anything it might be about merchandise sales or anything else that starts to hurt them. But you know it's as we said it's not the it's not the way to solve it anyway. Damn straight. Mick, thanks so much for calling in and uh, and letting us know what that's all about. Um, yeah, have a, have a really great night. And look, for you at home, um, what are your thoughts on this? We're really keen to, to I guess, get a, a vast array of opinions uh, on this because it seems quite a sort of pretty surprising turn of events for me. So uh, call in one triple three five three. Are you a Bulldogs fan? Are you team of any other fan? What do you think about boycotting a team because they're not playing well? When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles and the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are 
This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Yes, that's us, the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. Normally in this bit, we'd have a whole, how are you? How are you going bit? But we have so many calls about the Bulldogs boycott of, uh, of home games. So we just got to go straight into it. So if you're at home, if you've just tuned in, Bulldogs fans are calling for a boycott of the next home game against the Dragons. Um, Some of them are. Some of them are. Well, yes, not, I didn't say all. <laughs> Some Bulldogs fans are. Um, uh Called in about that to uh, what is it? To, because they're disappointed with how the the team is going at the moment. Um, Joe from the Central Coast, you you are a Bulldogs fan and you agree with the boycott. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, it's got nothing to do with winning and losing. I think that's really important to to be to be honest. It's about the way we're playing. It's about the lack of creativity and it's about the lack of entertainment um, in in the strategy that you know we seem to be. Um, using it, the Bulldogs at the moment. Let me ask you, what, what do you think the boycott is going to achieve? Well, hopefully some change. And that's what the fans have been calling for for a while. I mean, even a board member and a club legend down the last year, Steve Mortimer, he talked about it. And I mean, anyone that wants to question Steve Mortimer's um, right to give opinion on the Bulldogs and the direction they're taking, he's a better man than I. But Yes, but you're, exactly you're picking and choosing thought. who are the Bulldogs to listen to. Our job is to be fans and to support the team, not to be the experts that are choosing who goes and who stays. And, and I can listen to four or five different people I work for at the Dogs, and they all have different opinions. This is a, a strange time for the Dogs, but I don't think... It's, it's supportive of supporters to just turn away from their team know. when we're losing. We're not turning away. You're just boycotting. It's the same thing. A game. No, no, absolutely not. You're still a Bulldogs fan. And then when some changes are made, you'll be back. And if you're not a happy Bulldogs fan, you're saying that you should go and just cheer and say everything's okay. To me, that doesn't make sense. It is one way you can express your opinion. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Greg, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, we've also got um, Joe from the Central. Sorry, we just that that was Joe just then. Sorry, <laughs> no, I beg your pardon. Bring him back. We yes. got so we got so many calls here. Sorry about that, Joe. Uh, we've got Greg from from Weatherall Park. You're a Knights fan. Hi there. Uh, just as a Knights fan, a bit of perspective. Um, the Knights fans turn up year in year out. Uh, they don't boycott the team, and they go through the tough times. And these are the times that it shows who the real fans are. Damn straight. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous that these. People are talking about boycotting here, here. Uh, over a couple of couple of losses here and there. The Knights this year have got standing ovation from the team at halftime when they mm. put in a good performance, and that's what that's what a, a, a real team's about. Yeah. Absolutely, look, I agree one hundred percent. I I agree with you there one hundred percent. Look, thanks so much for calling in. Um, if you have an opinion on this, uh, let us know. What we're going to uh, sorry, we have one more call, don't we? Oh, it's such Doing a busy good. night it's here. Stressful. Ian We've got fr- Ian. Ian. All right, Felix. <laughs> oh my god. Let me take the take the driver's seat. <laughs> Ian from Long Jetty on one triple three five three. How you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm good. Yourself? Very good. What's your take? Felix, stop talking. Could you- <laughs> well, on, on a lighter note, I've been a Roosters fan for forty five years, and I seriously don't get to see too many games on the coast, but. I think we need to just come to terms with the fact that Des Hazard has re-signed. He's going to be he's going to be coaching the team for the next couple of years. I don't understand why these people constantly want the head of someone to fix things. I mean, it's just a growth period. We're going to be almost a different team next year. Everyone relax. But what, and what you're saying is you're, well, con- you're concerned that if they move more cafe culture out the uh, Canterbury way, it'll be like eastern suburbs as well. Is that what I'm hearing? Too many lifestyle well, options. Well, they're, they're, they're getting some, they're getting some Westies from. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't like. I don't like calling them the West Tigers. I'm, I, 
I actually used to live in Campbelltown for 25 years. Oh. The you're, you're right at my oh, heart, man. Teddy Tedesco. Oh, oh my God. Ian, thanks no, so much. A non-entity. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Ian, thanks so much for calling in. Um, look, after this, we're going to go to our show tipping comp, Just the Tip. Um, but right after that, we're so keen to hear your thoughts on this about the uh, Bulldogs boycott. The back row on Triple M. That's right, that's us. The time is 7.21 and it's time for... Now on Triple M's back row. Just the tip. Whoa! Just the tip. Oh, jeez. Just the tip. Just the tip. Bobbity boo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, he's tippy. cheered up. He's cheered up. <laughs> no, all of I'm a not. I'm just dedicated to the intro. Tippy tippy yo, tippy yeah, tippy yay. <laughs> Kalamazoo. Oh my goodness, I'm so uh. angry about this goddamn boycott. Okay, Thursday night, Southern Cross Stadium down in the south. It's the Sharkies versus the Storm. First place versus second place. It's going down. Ah. I'm going to go the Sharky Boys. Of course. You love the Sharky Boys. You I believe do like, in the Sharky Boys? I do like the Sharky Boys. They're my second team. But also, I think they have a chance against the against the Storm this week. Fair enough. Chris Gale? Like Queensland, there's some crack showing in Melbourne. I was intrigued by the <laughs> fact that Bellyache didn't play Cameron Smith because he was cooked, whereas Cooper Cronk wasn't sufficiently cooked, so he did play. <laughs> well, I think they'll both be out of the oven, but they won't be able to beat the Sharks. Okay, he'll be back in the Sharks. I am backing the Storm. I think they still have what it takes. Friday night, uh, Lotto Land. It's Manly v. the Knights. Oh, man- uh, Manly, obviously. After that beautiful call from the Knights fan, I really, really would love yeah. to tip yeah, them. But I'm, I'm was lovely. physically incapable of doing that, Manly. Well, they do have real fans, but uh, I am also backing Manly. Uh, Friday night as well at Suncorp Stadium. It's the Broncos versus the Rabbits. I'm back in the Broncos. Yeah, I'm backing the Broncos. This is going to be this is a bit of a dead heat between all of us, isn't At it? At the moment, it is. I mean, tough loss to the Roosters, but Benji Marshall was just fantastic. Go the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> okay. Uh, Saturday, we've got a triple header on Saturday. Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Warriors. I'm going for the Titans. Once Titans. again, they I, they didn't do me right this week, but I think against the Warriors, yeah, for sure. At home too. I need to impose a bit of self-discipline and a little bit of that sort of hard stuff on myself, so that's why I'm tipping the Warriors. Okay, you always love tipping the Warriors. I like a bit of flagellation. You like a dark horse. Saturday as well. Don't we all? It's <laughs> Carrington Park. Carrington Park. It's the Panthers versus the Raiders. Was that the, was that the place where the cake melted and the icing melted in the? No, that was MacArthur. Park. <laughs> oh God! Uh, well, reference. <laughs> Sticky Stewart must must be in the room of mirrors right now after that heartbreaking loss to yep. Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah, lead he's got to boycott his team uh, now. They surge back simply to lose Penrith. Yeah, yep. look, I think I'm going Panthers as well. I am also going the Panthers. Oh, for God's sake! Okay, Saturday <laughs> at. T.I.O. Stadium. It's the Eels versus the Cowboys. I think that that T.O. Stadium? Uh, that might be the Darwin game, I think, but I'm, mm. you know, yeah. I'm free associating here. In the heat up there, I'll go for the Cowboys. Why not? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go Eels. Oh, here we go. All right, I'm going the Cowboys. A little bit of action here, choosing opposite teams. Uh, Sunday at Campbelltown Stadium, it's the Tigers versus the Roosters. Sorry, Chris. has to be the Roosters. Yeah, Roosters for me too. The resurrection starts here. <laughs> and finally, uh, a Queen's birthday on Monday. It is ANZ Stadium, the Bulldogs. Oh, God. It's the Bulldogs. <laughs> My team, the Bulldogs versus AH's team, the Dragons. Go the Dragons! Mm. Woo! Courtesy of Gordon Tallis in the call today, we've learned that Her Majesty is 91. Yes, thank you. Doing wonderfully. Thanks, Gordy. Big shout out to Lizzie. And look, um, when there's a boycott, is it possible that the team also doesn't turn up? Well, I mean, they didn't this week, did they? (laughs) Nor will they on the Queen's birthday. St. George Illawarra.
Dragons slash Steelers. Well, you know, you guys always write me about not always tipping the Bulldogs, but after what's happened at this show today and so, some of the, my fellow fans and their attitudes, I will not stand for it. I'm furious. I'm backing the dogs. Go, the go. dogs. It's, it's, it's a Christmas miracle. E- Ebenezer Scrooge has seen the, the problems no, of his ways. I'm just sick awesome. of the winching. I'm how, sick of the winching. How ironic that it's on the Queen's birthday, because I thought you were a staunch Republican, <laughs> that you've finally done something Australian. Oh, you act like it's the first time I've ever backed I, the dogs. Guys, as we say, that is just the tip. Sure That's is. how I play just the tip. <laughs> the back row on Triple M. With AH, Chris and Rose. And look, one segment that we often do on this show is Jersey Watch, talking about all the crazy, wild, different jerseys that teams are always wearing that aren't their colours. We're not going to have time for it tonight, but I just want to quickly, because there's a TV <laughs> above my head making me very angry. <laughs> what the... F are the Raiders wearing <laughs> two weeks in a row? Are you serious? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's anarchy. So mad. <laughs> Cobalt's a colour. Cobalt's a colour. <laughs> and I love the manly jerseys. They're nice, like, rooted classic. in the 1980s. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Something that didn't make me angry this week was Origin. Chris, tell us a bit more. As we mentioned earlier, AH, <laughs> anyway, Andrew Fafita, man of the match, because he's that modern version of a front rower who has feet. I, I'm surprised Tedesco <laughs> didn't get man of the match. Tedesco was yes, absolutely superb. Yes, I absolutely thought it was Tedesco, and oh. I think it should be, or, or split it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> split it. Men of the match. There, there might have been a bit, bit of reparation for last year's grand final because the award was uh, granted to Fafita by the Australian selectors, who I think also voted for the Clive Churchill. Ah, but, maybe, uh, maybe uh, we should free KL. Nope, sorry, <laughs> sorry, nope. Here we go, easy. That We just didn't say that. No one said that. No. So here we are with this uh, modern front rower who has a bit of footwork. And how does he do it? It's a fairly unusual pre-game preparation. He had a sneaky hamburger on the day, but it was really what happened the night before. The best kind of hamburger. There was a lot of consternation about the fact that the Blues were staying in the same hotel as Chappelle Corby, a name I'm saying better after a lot of uh, international travel. Because let me tell you, everywhere you go, and I include Denver, Colorado in this, people want to go, how's Tedesco? And tell me more about Chappelle. It's on everybody's lips. And what is with the jerseys? (laughs) And and, and another really interesting word I've learned since being in Denver is dispensary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where the greeting is medicinal or recreational. I had no idea. Anyway, it turns out... What did you go for? Lollipops? No, never mind. It turns out that Chappelle was nowhere to be seen, but of course, well-known rapper and leader of the band Body Count, Ice-T, was in the house. (laughs) Yeah. And... uh, it turns out, you know a little bit about iced tea. You know, Rose. Oh, hey, I'm, a, I'm an iced tea aficionado, Chris. Yeah, and how does he like his room temperature? Well, strangely enough, iced tea likes it a little muggy. That's <laughs> You would have thought the opposite, right? And so does Fafita's roomie, Nathan Peets. He likes the temperature up. Oh. And Fafita likes to chill. So he made the decision to leave the hotel right. and uh, doss down with his mate Matthew Lodge, who himself is no stranger to controversy, mm-hmm. currently playing at the Redcliffe Dolphins. If it's good enough for Benji, it's good enough for Matthew. Mm. And they basically doss down in the same bed. Next thing you know, he's man Beautiful. of the match. So he's, uh, he's, he's worn Lodge's misses, and there's a rugby league term, that uh, if it's necessary for Origin 3... Fafita will be dossing down with Matthew Lodge. Nice. It turns out in the modern world... So you, uh, you might even say that something rubbed off on him. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so his late night talks, I say hit the line. And <laughs> what do you reckon? The Lodge bedroom was, at, a, was at an immaculate, very cool temperature. Mm. So this old model of hate the opposition has gone. As Boyd Cordner said, I apologise. I'm not going to give any sound bites. We love and respect the opposition players. A lot of love and respect between Clemmer and Woods. Even more between Fafita... And Lodge, 
And it turns out that love is the answer to origin success. And as Tubby Taylor would say, also a good Fujitsu air. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Back Row on Sydney's Triple M. And we're talking about the uh, the Bulldogs boycott that's been suggested on the uh, on the kennel forums. Eddie, you just bloody love us and you've called in again. What you got to say? No, it's, it's just the show and the panel's too good, guys. But, um, look, <laughs> Hello, Eddie. Hey. <laughs> um, look, I, I've got a very vocal opinion on this, and I'm happy to cop any flack that anyone sort of wants to give me, but you cannot call yourself a supporter of the NRL. There are 15 other clubs that make up the NRL competition. How can your club approach the NRL and ask for their support, whether it's playing games at Belmore, wanting to ex- expand cl- like cl- field at, like yep. improvements, Mm-hmm. How, how is the NRL going to want to give the support to the club when the fans don't even want part of it? And Bulldogs have got a very vocal fan group, and mate, yeah. they've got a lot of passion and pride. And but coming from a shark supporter, that with all the Asada stuff, with Nosey getting the sack, with Flano getting the kickoff, and like some of the players and, and the coaching stuff, instead of turning around and jump, like jumping down the throat saying, "Well, let's boycott the club," the entire support group got behind him, and it's been like that with a lot of other clubs. Like as a guy from Newcastle caught in, yeah. Eddie, look, look I can't believe it, Eddie. I can't believe it, but I'm actually going to agree with you. You're, you're totally right. I mean, this is, I, I did not expect this to happen on the show this week, and yeah. it's really, really boiled my blood. I'm really uh, disappointed in some of my fellow fans, and it's great to see Eddie call in and him and I come together on something. For once. For yeah. once. I'm, I'm telling you, who thought it would be such an old-fashioned thing as club loyalty that what split... Rose and Eddie apart, i.e. Neil Diamond. Good old-fashioned loyalty has brought them together. I think we've done good work here tonight, people. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Love this your call. Beautiful. The footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. Chris Gale, it's been a tough uh, week uh, to get ready for the show because you've been overseas, correct? Yes, I went to do research, as I pointed out earlier. I was commissioned, self-appointed, to go see what origin would be like in a foreign country. And I chose Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Great spot for it. Great spot. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't do the maths and the game was on at four o'clock in the morning. So I had a bit of spare time on my hands. I put it to you, that's not the reason you went overseas. Oh. I put it to you. The, the reason you went over there is because a good friend of ours, uh, recording artist and touring DJ Hayden James, was performing at the famous venue Red Rocks, correct? This is true. As I like to refer to him, future classic recording artist okay, Hayden James. Okay. Aria he, award winning? Or was it just uh, nominated? Nom- nominated. No, Aria right. nominated. Oh, for two. I, but, <laughs> he's getting there. Sorry to point that out. They're going to boycott it. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, <laughs> I, I've got to point something out because I was sitting on my Facebook uh, and, and a picture of, you know, what video of you came up of you standing on stage, setting up equipment uh, for Hayden's concert. Did, were you roped in to be a roadie for Hayden James while you were over there? At, at Red Rock? Yeah, at Red Rock. Look, wow. I, I have a diverse range of interests and uh, <laughs> and through Hayden, uh, he was on a bill that included... Claptone, Australian band Rufus, and nice. Chromio. I mean, that's just like a triple M playlist, right? Yeah, there. totally, totally. <laughs> so, uh, so for you know, for, for you at home, Chris, are you able to sort of explain the significance of Red Rock? Just so, so Red Rocks is about half hour out of Colorado in the semi desert, mm. and it's this amazing natural amphitheater. Holds about nine thousand people on either side. The 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 amphitheater is formed by these two. Get this, Red Rocks, and it is an iconic <laughs> venue. 
that in 1964 the Beatles played. Probably most famously, you 2 played Under a Blood Red Sky. Sunday Bloody Sunday, the film clip. The uh-huh. tight pants, the flag, the whole deal. That's it. The Moody Blues. Oh, yeah. Nights yeah, and White Satin. <laughs> and then um, I actually applied through one of those Air Tasker things to get this roadie gig through an obscure... <laughs> <laughs> through an obscure firm called Crane, Luby and McPhee. <laughs> and, and given that I'm a Triple M guy, uh, Tom Petty was playing and I thought, fantastic. And then I ended up at one of these EDM concerts. It's electronic. Confused. <laughs> Setting up 808 <laughs> keyboards and having no idea what's going on. And yes, it is true. I did technically roadie, but that just simply because of the way dance music is, taking off a Casio side keyboard and a suitcase. I did actually... Casio, I thought it was Casio. Oh, whatever. Well, he's, and, a, he's a purist. Well, well is it maroon or maroon? <laughs> it depends if you're talking about the team or Anthony. The funniest bit about the video was everyone else is like uh, roadies that are setting up actual stuff. And Chris is just kind of standing there real politely, like just waiting for his turn to set something up because there's like five people <laughs> on stage. It was, it was adorable. I was the back row backup roadie. Uh, so it wasn't hard work. I have put in a workers' comp uh, claim, though, because the uh, casio size keyboard was a little heavier than I expected. <laughs> It's like an Oscar. Gee, these really are heavy. Uh, Not much money involved, but there was Bundaberg ginger beer in the writer. That's the best ginger beer. Is it? Ginger bees. It's my favourite. We have a wonderful, we had a wonderful time. Uh, Thanks to Hayden James for including me. And I can now say that Triple M rocks Red Rock. (laughs) And we're almost finished, but it's time for Back Row of the Week. This is when we sort of elevate someone, something from the week to our ideal footy team for... I don't know, some reason. We still haven't worked out why we do that. Chris Gale, who's your back rower of the week? Well, AH, there hasn't been enough Tigers talk for my liking because mm. of turmoil and other clubs, i.e. the Bulldogs. So, of course, my back rower of the week inevitably is Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's had a, a reasonably tough week, and I don't need to go in chapter and verse about what's happened, but there were allegations he was driving under the influence. Says it's not alcohol. Apparently, that's right. It was prescription pharmaceuticals, something that's a real danger in modern society. Vitamin C. Mm. But we've now um, seen... (laughs) (laughs) Very high doses, terrible for you. More than five and you're in trouble. Yeah, your skin skin goes orange. Don't touch the multivitimin, then you're in real trouble. You definitely won't get scurvy though, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) But look, I just want to say I feel like this is the type of guy that you know all men can identify in some way because of what's come out in his actually jail video as opposed to when he was being arrested. Apparently he mumbles his responses. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when asked to describe his hair, he said it's mostly brown and fading, <laughs> which is something that Michael Jackson once said in a different, oh, different context. Chris. And and oh. and this is the most heartfelt bit of it. He said, "And haven't we all been here, guys? I can't unlock my two bracelets." Oh. <laughs> Tiger Woods, you're my back rower of the week. Oh. Andrew Rose is your back rower of the week. Well, I've had a lot of rage this week, AH, but this was originally the only bit of rage I was going to have planned. The Turnbull government oh, this oh. week decided Politics. to cut funding to Happy Healthy <gasps> Harold. Yes! yes, it's so messed up. Yes. Now, let me have my uh, piece on this, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't grow up with Happy Healthy Harold teaching you about life, essentially it was a van that would show up to your school and you knew 
at some point in that week, whenever whenever they decided your class was going to get pulled out of class, you're going to get to go into that van, you get to meet the, the giraffe Harold, and he's going to teach you about life. Yeah, about being healthy, eating veggies, don't smoke. Yep. Yeah. I've no, that, and I've learned I all those things. I didn't pick up things. on that message too well yet. <laughs> but it was the first time I got to see the human circulatory system yeah. and, the, and the blood and stuff. And then and then uh, I remember when I, when I was young, it was a puppet that would come out the wall yep. and it would actually respond to your questions. And then they tried to get you know technology with it and make mm. a robot and it was heaps awkward. No, no, no. no. So that, that, <laughs> that wasn't a passing of time thing. It was when the younger kids get the puppet and then when you get older, then you get the robot. So oh. it wasn't like that they decided to go technical or oh. technical I technology. I literally have no idea what you people are talking about. <laughs> yeah. In, in my era, help Chris it. is 87 years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Getting That's close. actually not that far from the truth, <laughs> yeah. which was why trying to be a roadie was a really bad idea. Uh, in my day, uh, health education was good old figure A and figure B, and you had to use a lot of imagination to fill in the blanks. Yeah. Now, I think they've kind of stepped Matron. back because of the public outcry about taking away healthy, Happy Healthy Harold, but that... That giraffe taught me more about life than any teacher I've ever had. That mm. giraffe is important to the youth, and it's the one van they should all get in. Yeah, support yeah, Happy exactly. Harold. A I, van that kids should be yes, anyway. getting into. Are, are you sure they're just not replacing it with a marsupial or something that's vaguely from this I continent? I don't care. Giraffe or nothing. I don't relate to giraffes yeah. at all. Thank God they've cut the funding. So Harold is my back rower of the week. He'll hit up my line any day. Do you know who my back rower of the week is, boys? It's you, Andrew Rose. What? You have had such a busy day, so tired from work. You came in here on the show, on the on the phone. So you even before you got here, you were on the show on the phone, uh, if in the Uber from ANZ Stadium. It's clear that you've been absolutely exhausted. I mean, not clear on air. Oh, you've been doing a terrible job. <laughs> and so, uh, in between songs, it's clear that you are completely buggered and you're still here anyway. And I think that's what we need in a back rower. Oh, thank you, mate. I even had to talk to Eddie twice as well. It's been, it's been a long day. <laughs> So I've actually flown some 24 hours straight. Oh, God, I Nobody cares. Cutting, Nobody cutting ca- short a North American trip to be here for this show, and I don't no. even get on no, the podium. Nobody cares. to come from ANZ. Well, yeah, that's true. Listen up, Red Rocks Roadie. No that's one true. cares I, about your sob story. You probably, oh, didn't get no. an, you probably didn't get an Uber meal. I've had you? a really hard day, and I appreciate the love, yeah. AH. Well, you know what? I guess really you guys are... Both of you are always no, my back it. rowers because clearly I'm the star of this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that has been the show, uh, the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. Chris Gale, final thoughts. Look, my final thought is Laurie Daly, eliminate the captain's run and you'll win by 44. Come on, the Blues. Andrew Rose, final thoughts. To those Bulldogs fans out there, it's easy to support your team when they're winning. Suck it up and support your team through the hard times. Well, that's it. I'm A.H. Cayley. And please, the Raiders, could you wear your bloody jersey next week? (laughs)